Hi, and welcome to the Shoot from the Heart podcast with me, Diane Bell. If you want to write a script, make a movie, or quite simply live an abundant and creatively fulfilled life, you are in the right place. Each week, I'll share with you tips, techniques, and real-world information that will inspire and empower you on your path. Thank you so much for joining me. I am rooting for you all the way. Let's do this. Hello, gorgeous souls, and welcome to episode 68 of the Shoot from the Heart filmmaking, screenwriting, creative inspiration podcast. How are you today? I hope you're doing fantastic. I am feeling good. You might be able to tell. (laughs) I am in a good mood today. The sun is shining. Winter is definitely over and it feels good. I hope the sun is shining where you are too. So today, what I wanted to talk about is this idea that we have in the film industry and for aspiring filmmakers of the calling card film. Have you ever heard of this phrase, the calling card film? The idea of the calling card film is this. You make a little film that is basically your calling card. It's not really a big film. It's not an important film. It's just a film, a little film that you make for $50,000, $100,000. And then it gets the attention of the powers that be. It's your calling card. You've left your calling card and now they get in touch with you and say, hey, let's make a big movie. So we've seen this career trajectory for a number of big names in our industry, most famously Chris Nolan, who made a little movie called The Following. It might be called Following, not The Following. Following? Hmm. Following. And I think he made it for 50000 And as a result of that, he got the money to make Memento. And from that, he got insomnia. And then it was Batman. <laughs> or something like that. So that's the idea of the calling card film. It's the idea that we make a little film in order to unlock the keys to the big films. I think I first really came across this idea myself uh, from the Dove Simmons two-day film school. Is it two days or three days? Who remembers? This was a. I didn't actually attend the seminar. I bought the book. I bought the book when I wanted to make a movie. Dove Simmons two-day film school. Uh, sanctioned by Quentin Tarantino, I do believe. So it's like, I got to read this. And there's a lot of you know good information in that book. One of the things that I picked up was this idea. He said, how do you get to make a $100 million movie? You make a $10 million movie and it does well. How do you get $10 million to make a movie? You make a $1 million movie. How do you get $1 million to make a movie? You make a movie for $100,000. How do you get $100,000 to movie? you make a movie for 10,000, right? So it's the calling card, like you get your calling card. Now, I think you could probably jump skip over the 10,000 and get $100,000 and make your movie. But your $100,000 movie is your calling card film so that you get to rise up the ranks and get those bigger budgets and bigger paychecks. Now, the only problem with this arises when you make a film and it turns out nobody took the calling card. You're like, wait, steady on. I made a good film and nobody's paying attention. Sadly, my friends, this happens a lot. And a friend of mine recently wrote to me. He was really upset. He said, Diane, I did everything that I was meant to do. He said, I am sick of people saying, don't wait for permission. And excuse me, but I'm guilty of saying that. I'll often say to people, don't wait for permission. Make your movie. Don't wait for permission. Make your movie. I say it all the time. And lo and behold, my friend was saying, I didn't wait for permission. I did what I was meant to do. I raised money. I think he raised in the region of $250,000, made a film that's a terrific film. 
It didn't make it into any of the major festivals. He started playing in smaller festivals after that. I think it subsequently played in over 200 festivals. He's one of those people that he submits. He's on it. Not like me. So he submitted and it's played in a lot of festivals, had a lot of love. He says, nothing's changed because of it. I don't have an agent or manager. None of the doors that were closed before seem to have opened. They still seem pretty shut, shut tight. He says, nothing's changed. And he feels very disillusioned by this. He feels very upset about the fact that he made this movie with this intention that it was going to be his calling card film. It was his following, for heaven's sakes. And it's a good film. He didn't make a bad film. It's not like, oh, well, it never didn't work out. So fair enough, really. It's a good film. It just didn't, didn't get the attention. Now, my thoughts on this are quite simply this. We never, ever, ever have an outcome guaranteed. We never know. We never know how our work is going to land. And it's very strange. His film in a different year might have played at a big festival and got the attention. Just that year it didn't. Audience tastes are fickle. Festival programmers' tastes shift and change year to year. It's all outside of our control. So for me, the only reason to make a movie is to make the movie. If your goal in making the movie is to get attention so that you can get more money next time around, I'm just going to offer this to you very gently. You don't control that. It's not a good goal. It's not a good reason to make a film. You're very likely setting yourself up for a lot of pain and disappointment. If you make it your goal just to make the best damn movie you can, to have the best time you can have, making it... Make something that you love, you're on something. The film industry is extremely tough. I will never sugarcoat it. <laughs> As someone who's had a little foray into it, I will tell you, it's extremely tough. And I think it's tough at all levels. Now, what do I mean by tough? Making a movie takes, on average, a year to two years of your life. If you think about it, your adult life... It's not that many movies. Even if you were incredibly prolific, it's not that many movies. And each movie takes a little piece of your soul. I read Darren Aronofsky saying that once. He said, every film just kills me a little bit more. It takes a piece away from me. That's Darren Aronofsky, who's having huge success with each of his movies. Try making movies that have no success at all and see how much of your soul it takes away. This is hard. It's hard. But if we enter the game with an intended outcome, and it's like, if I get this outcome, then it was worth it. And if I don't get this outcome, it was not. As I say, friend, we're setting ourselves up for disappointment and a lot of pain. So if you hope to make a movie, if you've got a movie that you want to make and you are dreaming of a big career, it's fine to see that the first film that you make, the $100,000 film, might be a stepping stone to those bigger budgets. But don't make it because of that. And likewise, be prepared for the idea that you might have to leave five calling cards before somebody actually responds. A strange thing. When I look at the filmmakers of years gone by, your Hitchcocks, your Bergmans, 
the really all-time greats of film. Take a look at them. Look at them up on IMDb just for fun. And then see where the first film is that you recognize. You'll see they've made dozens of movies. <laughs> and look for the first film that you're like, I really know that film. That's a world-class, famous movie. It's usually about the 20th movie they made. 20th, my friend. <laughs> not the first, not the second. This is a craft that takes practice. The idea that we knock it out of the park with the very first thing, and we get all the accolades and all the attention and all the awards, but number one, with film number one, it's kind of crazy. And to put ourselves in that kind of pressure as well, where we think, okay, I'm going to be Chris Nolan, I'm going to make a movie for $50,000, and I'm going to get $2 million, and I'm going to get ten, and then I'm going to make Batman. Well, that may well happen, and it's lovely if that's your intention, and that's your goal, and that's your dream, then go for it but also be open to it being a different path for you. It may work out like that, but life may have a different journey in store for you. Going back to last week's episode on falling off the horse. Sometimes it's not even that we fall off the horse, but the horse just feels like it's not going where we want to go. So like my friend, he made the film, he, he thought he was doing it right. He thought he was doing this thing, but he was doing it to achieve a certain goal. It's very clear from how he talks about it. He wasn't simply making the film to make a film and make the best film he could and learn to be a better filmmaker and expand his understanding of the craft by practicing it. No, he was making the film with a very clear intention. I'm going to make this movie and it's going to get me some attention and then I'm going to get an agent and then it's going to be easy. <laughs> How many of us engage in this kind of wishful thinking? And it's okay to engage in wishful thinking. Wishful thinking is fun. But we have to be real as well. And the reality is we might make one film, we might take two, we might have to make five like that before we actually get the attention that we crave. There's a filmmaker, I'm trying to think of his name. Wait, I'm going to pause this and I'm going to look up his name. I'll be right back. Okay, I'm back. You didn't even realize I'd gone away, did you? <laughs> so I had a quick look. Sean Baker. I was thinking of Sean Baker, who made the film The Florida Project. Now, he really launched his career with a calling card film called Tangerine. You may have heard of it. It was shot on an iPhone in downtown LA. But Tangerine was not, in fact, his first film. It was his third film. He had made two previous feature films neither of which had got the traction. So he'd made two previous calling card films, one of which Starlet nearly got him over the edge, but it didn't. So it was Tangerine that finally did. So there was three films. Now, while I quickly looked that up, I thought I'd better look up somebody else that I remember that I think is really worth pointing out when we're having this conversation. A director called Joe Swanberg. Have you heard of Joe Swanberg? So Joe Swanberg tipped over with a movie called Drinking Buddies. It got into Sundance and it really ignited his career, which has been pretty much on fire every, ever since. So Drinking Buddies, his calling card movie, a low-budget movie that he made, that was the one that got him launched. Do you know how many movies he made before that? And I just looked up, I thought, I better fact check myself. On IMDb, he has 13 credits as a director before Drinking Buddies. 13, count them, 13 features. All I'm sure intended at some level to be his calling card film. All like, surely this is going to be the one that's going to get me the attention. People are going to love me after this. And they just didn't quite happen that way. 13. 13. And by the way, I know another story about Joe Swanberg. I think there was a point in time 
when a film critic actually said, somebody should pay this guy to stop making movies, they are so terrible. He had made maybe five or six features at this point and was constantly you know, pounding the, the film festival circuit with his wares, trying to get attention. And somebody actually said, this guy, someone should pay him to stop making movies. And what did Joe Swanberg do? He kept making movies. So I'm offering this to you today to help you to rethink what the Colin Card film is. Yes, make movies that you feel are going to get attention, that you feel will get you where you want to go, 100%. But don't make that your primary aim. Your primary aim should always be just to make a great film, to make the film that you want to make, to make something that you love, to explore the language of cinema in a way that feels true and unique and authentic to you, and to make a film that you will be proud of for the rest of your life. This is what you're in for. And that, my friend, is something that you can control. That is not making your focus something that is completely outside your control. I.e., if the goal is other people are going to love my movie and it's going to ignite my career, not in your control. If the goal is I'm going to make the best film I can and really show up and expand my understanding of what it is to make a film and learn so much through this process. That is in your control. You can do that. You will succeed. Now, if you are listening to this and you're like, oh my God, Diane, I really do want to make my first film. (laughs) I'm jiving with this idea that making a film for $50,000 or $100,000 can be the path to opening a career. And let me be clear, it was completely the case for me. Yes, I was having a career as a screenwriter prior to directing my first movie, but directing my first movie was a complete game changer. It took me to a whole different level and a whole different place. It gave me a validation that I never would have had had I continued on my path of being a screenwriter. My first film, Obsolidia, I raised $140,000 to make it. And I never thought of it as a calling card film. I thought of it as a film. It was just the film I wanted to make. I never thought of it as being a key to something else or a stepping stone to something else. It just wasn't that. It was very much for me a film. It was just a film that I deeply, deeply, deeply wanted to make. So if you're listening to this and you're like, I want to make a film, I'm feeling it, that that could be a great option for me, a great step in my journey. Just to let you know, on May 20th, I'm going to be sharing a free, you heard that right, free session, so you want to make a movie. It's a free masterclass. If you want to join it, sign up at dianebell.com slash movie class. It's one word, movie class. So go to dianebell.com slash movie class, sign up. It's completely free. You will learn your different options if you want to make a movie and just a broad general idea of what steps you need to take and how to make it happen. You're going to walk away from this feeling empowered, clear, and like it's not such a mystery and not so overwhelming. If you want to go even deeper into this, I will be doing another program later in the month the Make Your Movie Bootcamp. And that is going to be two days of basically learning everything you need to know to get your movie off of the ground, this kind of movie, your calling card film. So if you want to learn budgeting, scheduling, making a business plan, check it out. You will love it. Go to dianebell.com and you will find a link 
and join us. It's going to be amazing. So thank you so much for listening today. I love you so much. I'm so grateful you're here. And again, if you have any suggestions, any topics that you would like to have covered on this podcast, I am all ears. Send them in. Let's do it. I love you and see you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. I know you can listen to so many different podcasts, so it really means the world to me that you chose to listen to this. If you've enjoyed this and you've had any value out of this podcast at all, can I ask a little favor? Could you please share it on social media or go to wherever you're listening to it and leave a review so that other people can find it? I really, really appreciate it so much. I love you so much and I can't wait to see you the next one. If you want to get in touch at any point, send me a message, support at dianebell.com. And also check out my website, dianebell.com, and see what I'm up to. Hopefully I'll see you in the social medias. Take care, and I'll see you next time.